Good morning, Oceanside. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's a privilege to be able to connect with you even online, and I'm so looking forward to the time when we can meet in person. I just want to remind us today that today is a very significant day in the life of the church. It's the day we celebrate the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the first believers on the day of Pentecost. And as a result, the church was born in an upper room filled with just 120 people. In Acts 1, verse 49, we see Jesus having a meal with the apostles. It says, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard him speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. And after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. Church, and this is the amazing thing, as they were waiting, ten days later, on the day of Pentecost, their promises fulfilled. We see this in Acts 2, verses 1 to 4. It says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were together in one place, And suddenly a sound like a blowing of a wind, a violent wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Church, the significance of this happening on the day of Pentecost should not be overlooked. Church Pentecost was a time of thanksgiving and the celebration of the harvest. And in Acts 2, verse 14 to 41, Peter, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, begins to preach, and in one day, 3,000 are saved. 3,000 are baptized in water and in the Holy Spirit, and 3,000 people were empowered by the Holy Spirit to be a witness of Jesus Christ. What a harvest that was, church. We see here in Acts 1 and 2, we clearly see that the baptism of the Holy Spirit was not given to save the saved, but to empower the saved. If the Holy Spirit had not come in power and empowered the apostles to be a bold witness, there would be no book of Acts and more than likely no church. Think about that for a while. In the Gospels, we see that even Jesus in his earthly ministry totally relied on the Holy Spirit for his ministry. If Jesus relied on the power of the Holy Spirit, how much more should we? This was so important to Jesus that we see in Luke chapter 3 that Jesus waited 30 years for the anointing and the Holy Spirit to come upon him before he started his earthly ministry. Jesus goes down to the Jordan River and is baptized in water. And not only in water, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. We see this in Luke 3, 
verses 21 to 23. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. A voice came from heaven and said, You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Now Jesus himself was 30 years old when he began his ministry. He was the son of Joseph, as it was thought. And in Luke 4, verses 1 to 2, we see now Jesus moving on from the Jordan as his ministry starts. In Luke 4, verses 1 to 2, Jesus, now full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. Then in Luke 4, verse 4, we see that Jesus returns to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. So Jesus was full of the Spirit, he was led by the Spirit, and he went in the power of the Spirit. And we see he goes back to his home, Nazareth. And I want to pick up in Luke 4, verse 16 to 21. We see Jesus went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath he went to the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then in verse 20, he then rolls up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were on him. And in verse 21, he tells him this. Today, the scripture was fulfilled in your presence. Church has the reality. Jesus was baptized in both water and in the Holy Spirit. He relied totally on the power of the Holy Spirit for his earthly ministry. If this was necessary and important to Jesus, how much more should it be for us? And Jesus knew that, that in order to fulfill the great commission of Matthew 28:18 to 20, in order to be effective witness of Jesus Christ, we too would need to rely on the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit just as he did. And that is why Jesus in Acts 1, 4 to 5, commands the disciples to wait. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized in water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus knew that we could never accomplish all that he called us to do without the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is why he said in Luke 28, Verse 49, I'm going to send to you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Jesus was simply saying, don't go into the world without the power of the Holy Spirit upon you. You have the Holy Spirit in you when you're born again, but you will need power to be a witness. That's really what he was saying. He said, also said this, Don't do it in your own strength. Wait for the gift my Father 
has given you, the precious Holy Spirit, and allow my Holy Spirit to work in you so that He can work through you and I. Church, this is our time for harvest. We see this in Matthew 9, 35 to 38. Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Church, I hope this short message has been helpful to you. We could speak for years and years on the Holy Spirit and on the anointing and on the triune God. To me, it feels like I have a teaspoon and I'm trying to empty the ocean. But I hope the teaspoon uh, will spur you on to search for yourselves, to see for yourselves whether this is correct or not. I encourage you to be like the Bereans in Acts 17, verse 11. The word says that the Bereans were more noble in character than the Thessalonians, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scripture every day to see if what Paul had said was true. Church, we should be like that. We should be receiving our own revelation. If our revelation only comes through preaching of others, it actually is only second-hand revelation. So I ask you to spend time in His presence. If you haven't prayed for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you can do it in your very home right now. We can pray with you too. But search the Scriptures and see if it is true. We also have an amazing resource online that was done by my friend Mark Manfredi. It's called Getting to Know the Holy Spirit. And if you log on to OceansideChurch.ca and go to School of the Bible, you will see eight sessions. And it will give you way more information and I pray revelation of what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us in and through the Holy Spirit. And in closing, I'd love to pray This passage of scripture over you is from Luke 4, verse 18 to 19. We read it earlier on as Jesus spoke this over his own life. And I want to speak it to over your life and my life. And this is what he quoted from the book of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for prisoners, and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Holy Spirit, I ask you, even right now, to fall upon us. I pray that we will be a people that are truly led by the Spirit. I pray for a fresh anointing in every family and every person right now. Lord, I come against in the name of Jesus a spirit of fear. For you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and a sound mind. 
And Lord, I thank you that you'll give us wisdom to go forward in a way that honors you, in a way that honors our government and the school that we meet in, Lord God. But I thank you, Lord, that you are making a way for us once again to at least have some connection with the body of Christ. I'm going to say God bless you. God keep you. God make his face to shine upon you this week. And may he bring you and your family great joy. God bless you. Amen.